I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. Richards pursued. He pushes Jensen away. Yes, yes, welcome back to another episode of the NRL Supercoach Podcast, hosted by the SC Whisperer, and that's full-time on the trials, eight games in two days, uh, really good from the NRL, like I said yesterday, brilliant that we can stream the trials, get this footy out for the guys to consume it, but the biggest problem is obviously having the such a condensed trial fixture, and I understand because of the shortened off-season, has to be done, but I thought you could potentially have a couple of games at 10 o'clock in the morning and have them stretch over Saturday and potentially moving into Sunday, but we're going to wrap up uh, the two games, sorry, the three games that were yesterday that we didn't cover, and the Tigers Manly game today, so let's get straight into it. With the Knights versus the Storm from yesterday, now, had a lot of talking points in this game, obviously um, Knights were a little bit understrength, Storm played a lot of their first grade guys for a lot of the game until the end of the whistle. But basically, my first thoughts, running through the start of the game to the end, uh, Jaden Bradley from the Knights looks really class. Uh, he looked really busy in the ruck, uh, making a lot of tackles, looking for those quick play the balls and looking to get on the front foot. Welch uh, was getting through a lot of work, obviously named on the bench, but moved into the starting lineup. Uh, big tick for super coaches if he is named to start round one. Yeah, like I said, got through a lot of work, looked really busy as well, and uh, made a lot of tackles, a uh, fair few hit-ups in that first five minutes as well. Uh, Pappenhausen looks to be the last set of hands that touch the ball uh, for attacking opportunities, so basically it looks like it's going to go um, Munster, then to Papp, who will then finish the playoff, so another tick for super coaches that are owning Pappenhausen. The Storm, in the first sort of opening exchanges, looked really ordinary in attack. Um, not much was clicking for them, a lot of drop balls, a lot of guys that weren't running proper unders lines, or just a lot of clunky play, but... The the Knights didn't look much better, in all honesty. Um, Tyson Frizzell and Bradman Best were the Knights' best players in attack in this uh, first early part of the game. And the lack of Callum Ponga is pretty evident in this Knights' side. Now, they don't have just that go-forward that KP brings them. Uh, touching on Pappenhausen, he looks electric, and for anyone going an antipod move, um, I yeah I think you're behind the eight ball. I think Pappy and T, unfortunately, are the way to go. They just look to be the two standout fullbacks. I know that I was off the Teddy train, but that was before he was back up goal kicker to TKO. So I think Pappy and Teddy are the fullback combination to move forward. It's a lot of money, I understand that, but I think it's money that has to be spent in order to keep you guys on par. Aramea, I think is how you pronounce it, um, scored off a really slick set of hands on the right side of the field. Now, that was building. A lot of the attack was coming down that left for the first sort of 10 minutes. A lot of it was just moving in that left-hand channel, and they spun the ball wide with some slick hands from Jerome Hughes. Um, and then, yeah, Aramea crashed over in the corner. Unfortunately for super coaches, he is only a fullback. But, um, yeah, look, positional changes are hard to come by. 
So I think he might be a miss for Supercoach unless you want to run a cheapy there. Uh, unless he doesn't, he, does, he might not even get the, the starting role in all honesty, but uh, looks really promising. I'm going to have some more to say about him as well. Pappenhausen channeling his inner Hasmel Masri with uh, a beautiful goal kick from the sideline on the wrong side too. So Pappy's goal kicking looks much improved and looks like he's going to hold that for round one. Obviously, the Twitter video that was going around earlier in the week suggested that Pappenhausen would lose the goal kicking if he didn't improve, but from what I saw, uh, Papp looks really, really composed off the tee, and that kick from the sideline really solidified that. Any chance of Mitchell Pearce being a, a pod halfback has gone for me. was never really looking at him, but I know a couple of you guys were. But yeah, he just, he just looked lost. Didn't look like he had the same effect with the game. Obviously, we touched on this in the preseason as well with no Kalen Ponga. Pierce becomes sort of a little bit absent in the Knights' attack. Doesn't have that one to feed off either. Hughes looked really, really deadly uh, with the running game. Um, I've always said that Hughes is a natural fullback. Obviously, we know that. But for sides that are going to get him out of the Melbourne system, there's talk around him signing a big deal elsewhere. I think it's it might be a little bit hit and miss. Uh, I think he performs exceptionally well in this Melbourne attack because he has the freedom to, to move. And that's what makes the, the Melbourne Storm so unique, in my opinion, is they have two natural running halves. Both halves are not uh, five-eighth or half-backs. They're both full-backs, which really creates a different dynamic for them. They It just allows them to break open the game a lot more, and, and having a hooker like Brandon Smith or, or Harry Grant, I think, only solidifies that running game as well. Connor Watson and Christian Welch got through 30 minutes in the first half. Now, both these guys came off and didn't come back on. There was a lot of heavy rotation in that second half, but good to see they both got 30-minute stints to start the game, especially for Welch, who there was a bit of question marks around his minutes moving into the season. Now, if he has a 30-minute stint in the first half, I could have him see him having a 20- to 25-minute stint in the second half, uh, maybe having a 15-minute spell before coming back on in that second half. Uh, Harry Grant looked really quiet through the first 30 minutes, I thought. Um, he slowly came into the game before his injury. But yeah, for that first 30, I don't know if he was working into it or, or the ruck speed just wasn't there, but he looked a little bit lost. Um, had one chance with, I think it was um, Jesse Bromwich that the ball went to ground. But apart from that, I think Grant in this first sort of exchange didn't look uh, the best. And obviously there's going to be more to come from him in this game. But for now, that was my initial thoughts. Melbourne are just really grinding the gears in this game and, and really grinding out meters through the middle. So uh, it was really hard for the Knights to get on attack when you've got Melbourne Storm in full flight just, just punishing you. Even in a troll game, they looked phenomenal. Uh, no disrespect to Tex Hoy, but he's no Callum Ponga under the high ball coming back in uh, from kick returns in attack. Look, I like Tex Hoy, but yeah, it's, it's, it's evident that Callum Ponga is missing from this side. And uh, yeah, their attack really looked poor without him. Aramia looks really good, like I said before. Looks really good for NRL. Uh, I've made a note in my phone here that, yeah, maybe he's not a super coach prospect because he's only a fullback. Same as someone like a Rocco Berry from the Warriors. And, uh, yeah, just before halftime, Harry Grant did get into the game finally, um, capitalizing off quick play the ball, like I said previously, that he needed that ruck speed to sort of get him on the front foot. And he got that with a nice line break, uh, was there to pick it up and, and come through, put a nice grubber through, and, uh, yeah, found the try. And, and going into halftime, it was 18-0 to the Storm. Knights had really too many errors in the Storm, were very clinical and methodical, just picking them apart and putting them away. And 18-0, I think uh, Craig Bellamy had enough and, and rotated pretty heavily, so... Not a whole lot happened in the second half. The Grant injury uh, looks to be a, a three to four week uh, sort of on the spell and on the pine. A lot of people message me asking about Brandon Smith. I just don't think there's enough time for him to make substantial money in order for him to be 
uh, a viable option. If he was starting at 13 and moved to 9, could look at him, but yeah, it looks like he's going to be coming off the bench when Grant's back. While Grant's out, obviously he'll play 9, but yeah, I don't think there's enough time for the Cheese to really solidify himself as a, as a super coach option for that make-way period. Uh, good to see Whisperer fan favourite uh, Dom Young get some minutes. Uh, looked really good in, in attack and defence. Obviously, he's got a try at the end of the game, which I'll touch on soon. But good to see him getting some substantial minutes. Uh, I've touched on him before, but Brendan Smith, fuck, he's good. Like, the minute there's an opportunity, he'll take it. And he was very, very ruthless playing hooker. Took the ball and, and, and created his chances. Busted through the line. Look, it's a shame to see him stuck at the Melbourne Storm. He's bided his time for so long. But when you've got someone like Harry Grant coming through, you've got to give him uh, the crack. Can't wait for 2022 when the cheese does manage to, to lead the Storm and, and go to another club and potentially be his own man and be the, the focal point around that club. And then a couple of tries that were sort of unrelated to Supercoach. Chris Lewis bagged a try and, and young rookie Dylan Lucas bagged a try. Both won't be relevant for Supercoach, but really good to see Dominic Young get a try at the end of the game. Uh, hyped this kid up in the middle of January saying that he should be starting and Got good minutes today. Obviously, there's a bit of uh, competition around. Brabham Best is going to have one of those center spots locked up. But, yeah, really exciting from Dominic Young. Um, really big talent out of England. So, keep an eye on him, guys. The next game we'll cover is the Bulldogs and the Sharks. And I'll be brutally honest, guys. There wasn't a whole lot to talk about here. A um, couple of super coach names. But apart from that, it was a game in the wet. Real grit and grind sort of style of footy. Now, the Dogs went down early thanks to two tries from Ronaldo Molotalo. Uh, Corey Allen, Kyle Flanagan, and Jack Hetherington were the standouts for the Bulldogs, in my opinion. The Sharks, they just looked like they lacked attack. Obviously, no Sean Johnson there. Falls heavily onto Chad Townsend and to Matt Moylan. And unfortunately for myself and other people that were keen on him, Chad Townsend looks like he's not going to be the last hands uh, that touch the footy in these attacking outlets for the Sharks. Uh, I think it's going to be Will Kennedy that is going to take a lot of those super coach points while Johnson is out. So happy to put the red line through Townsend. Unfortunately, was really high on him at the price, goal kicking, um, yeah, average 50. So unfortunately, it's probably a no for me for Townsend, but uh, happy to be proven wrong. Always good to see the Chad succeed. Uh, it's pretty clear that they need Johnson back ASAP. Like I said before, the attack just looks so just crap without without him, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, that was it, guys. Uh, there was two tries from the Sharks, three tries from the Bulldogs. They came back. They played well. Uh, Brad Deltz played well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From the Bulldogs, I know that a lot of guys are hyping him up, so hopefully he can grab a starting role, or not, not even a starting role, a bench spot, sorry, with Jeremy Marshall King out. But um, yeah, look, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about from this game. It was... One of those games where you look on paper and you weren't overly excited and it didn't really deliver either, unfortunately. Same with this next game. I thought this would be a bit of a blockbuster, but it was kind of slow and, and pragmatic. And it was the Panthers versus the Eels. Now, the Panthers just continued there to improve on last year's form. Uh, Jerome Luai could be a really, really good pot option um, if you're going to go cheaper in the in the 5-8th role. 
He he was he was involved with everything. Uh, scored a nice try. Just continues to flow on with that attack. Same as Nathan Cleary. He had his hands on everything. He obviously is the focal point of this Panthers side, and he's cemented himself as a must-have in my opinion. Him and Tedesco, I think, are the two you have to have. I know it's Bitcoin, but you put them in and you forget about them. Uh, Brian Toto looked really good. He picked up a lot of workload. That was expected with Mansour out. I was high on Toto at the start of the year with the news that he was moving to the left-hand side. Um, kind of derailed me a little bit, but uh, yeah, looks looks to him pick up that workload and get that base happening. And we've just got to see more attack finish on uh, Toto rather than finishing with Crichton. So definitely one to look out for. Probably a little bit too expensive for my taste right now, but definitely one for you guys to look at. And as for the Eels, Maddo to the left now. I don't like this at all. It's it's different with Angus Crichton. Now, obviously, Angus Crichton moved to the left, and I love that because they're different players. Maddo, when I watch him, it looks like he just really pigeonholes himself into one corridor of the field and doesn't like to, to move out of that, whereas Angus Crichton looks to get his hands on the ball no matter what side that he's playing. Now, Maddo moved to the left... I don't want him to fall into the trap of being like a Viliami kick-out, being to that decoy runner where the defense pressures to him. Obviously fantastic for the Eels, but not good for Supercoach. We want a guy that gets his hands on the ball, uh, creates a lot of attacking stats, and that's exactly what Angus Crichton does. So for me, it's controversial, but I'm putting the red line through Ryan Madison in my side until I can see that that, that picks up. Now, Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses, they sort of switched sides between these games. They uh, fluctuated in and out, so not too sure how I'm going to read that. Obviously, I was high on Dylan Brown. Looked a little bit ordinary in this game. Mitch Moses' goal kicking to have a good draw. So, maybe Mitch, uh, maybe Mitch Moses is someone I can look at picking up. But, yeah, if they're, going to get, if they're going to continue to switch sides, it makes Brown sort of... Puts a couple of question marks next to his name. And if Moses is playing on that left, it, it bolsters him because he's going to get those attacking stats. And the Eels, yeah, they, they looked really ordinary in attack. Nothing much was flowing, just like the... Um, just like the Storm in the first part of their game. Not much was happening. A lot of drop balls. Clunky play. Set pieces didn't really work. So, obviously, this is their guys' first hit out. Uh, I still think Eels will be uh, a top eight side, obviously. And uh, there's still good things to come from them. But, uh, yeah, worrying signs for the first game. But uh, a lot of factors around it as to why they probably performed poorly. Uh, and Fergo, unfortunately, he's still, a, he's still a miss. I know people are high on him, but... Wonga Blake continues not to pass the ball, and, and the attack just looks so stagnant with him in the centre pairing. So, yeah, for me, Fergo was one to look at, but after yesterday's performance, Fergo is a no-go. And the last game of today that we're going to be reviewing is Manly versus the Tigers. Now, as a Tigers fan myself, I've already booked my grand final tickets. Don't want to hear you give me that rubbish about it, it was Manly's fucking C-grade side. Don't care. We scored 50 points. I'm going to go with that to the grave. Um, but yeah, look, big shout out to the Manly fans and big shout out to the Tigers fans. They packed like hard. It looks, uh, looks phenomenal to see footy fans back in, in action and, and filling out stadium. So bring on 2021 and yeah, I just want to give a big shout out to those two fan bases. And first up, you're going to hear me talk about this name a lot today, but it was Josh Schuster. He looked absolutely fucking phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I think he's got to be in the starting side. He just showed his class, but we'll touch on him later. Uh, I've written here Luciano Lelua for the Dally M. I think it's uh, I think it's a wrap. There's no need to finish off the season. We may as well just award Luciano the Dally M without playing a game because he was superb. He looked lean. Um, huge difference to what we saw of him two years ago at St. George. Mark Maguire's got him in. He's a good defender now. He is destructive on the edge. He is similar to a Viliami kick-out, but he likes to run the ball a bit more than Viliami. So just really a handful for defenders. He was phenomenal this game. 
if uh, if Turbo's rested for more than four weeks now, I think Morgan Harper becomes a, a good option to look at. It's just worrying as to how long Manly are going to leave Harper off the field for, in all honesty. Uh, the combination of Dane Laurie and Luciano Lelua on that left edge was phenomenal, and how good was Dane Laurie? Uh, two tries, a try assist. He he looks the goods, and I'm not too sure where Moses and Bai comes into this side, in all honesty. We'll, we'll touch on that later, but uh, yeah, I'm not too sure where... He, he really sees fit in this 13. Uh, Jimmy the Jet looks energetic, and uh, and yeah, he just he just looks good, doesn't he? It's good to see Jimmy the Jet back playing, whether you're a Tigers fan or not. It's good to see Jimmy the Jet. Um, he just looks hungry for the footy, which is what we want to see. We don't want to see him tucked away. Uh, yeah, once again, Schuster looks the real deal here. Manly need to find a way to get him in. Set up uh, the first try with a kick. Had a hand in, in all of Manly's tries, actually. Really good end-to-end footy from both sides. I think the referees did a really good job this game. They put away the whistle and just let the, the teams play footy. When there was a drop ball, they let the advantage happen. When the advantage was over, they, they just continued to play on. There was one sequence of play where Manly dropped it. The Tigers picked up, ran 20 metres. They dropped it. Manly picked up and, and went the other way, and the, the referees didn't stop the game. So I think these new rule changes are really going to suit attacking footy. They really help the game move forward, and it's, a, it's fantastic to see that footy isn't being held up by unnecessary stoppages. Now, Cade Cusk goes down. I uh, posted this on Facebook and Instagram. Does that mean four and moves to nine? Obviously, there was whispers around it uh, in the preseason because of how well Schuster's played, I think. If Foreman has to play nine to get Schuster in, that's the way to, to do it. If if Schuster has to play fullback and Morgan Harper is the one pushed out, then I think it's got to be done. So, unfortunately, the injury to Cade Cusk, he was a pot option for me coming into the season, but the injury looks to be uh, more than just a, a week off. So, unfortunate for him. Luke Brooks looks good. That left edge for the Tigers looks really well too. Obviously, all the talk preseason was about their right edge with Nofalim and Jimmy the Jet, but that left edge with Brook, Luciano, it was Tommy Talao playing there today, but it'll be BJ Leilua. Looked really good. They looked damaging. As much as I uh, as much as I made a joke about it at the top of the show, mainly I'm missing a host of stars. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to take away from the Tigers' defense. That first half, they defended really well, considered one try off a kick, and, and one was just poor, so... Um, look, for the Tigers, that's that's promising. Uh, we know that they leak a lot of points, so if they can just tighten up that defense a little bit and get that attack a little bit more humming, uh, it's good. And yeah, Luciano continues to be destructive in this game. Um, Andrew Davey looked good when he came on as well. Now, I've been high on Davey. I know a lot of you guys are too. He didn't start this game, which was worrying, but uh, came on, had immediate impact, had a really good uh, tackle, had a couple of good runs, and obviously made that line break uh, later on in the second half. Uh, Adam Dewey looked really good. He monstered uh, Ben Trevojevic for, for a try. Just ran straight over the top of him. Uh, Burbo looks good. He looks uh, NRL ready. Maybe off the bench. Gets a couple of minutes here or there. Not too sure what his security is going to be like in terms of super coach. But um, yeah, looked really good for, for Ben Trevojevic. Uh, like I said before, Jimmy the Jet looks good because the Tigers are letting him get ball. Now, the big criticism I've had of James Roberts in the past is he'll just set himself on the center and just, in the centers and just try and beat his man, whereas today in this trial, he went looking for the ball. Um, the Tigers gave it to him early, and he just looks really strong in the upper body, looks hard to defend. So good signs for the Jimmy the Jet owners, good signs for the Tigers. And uh, yeah, like I said before, it's great to see Jimmy the Jet playing good footy. If Laurie isn't the fullback to start the season, then... I'm cancelling my membership because it's the writing's on the wall how clear it is. He was superb when he played for the Panthers. He was superb for us when he played today. What use is it playing Moses and Bay at fullback when we've got this young, promising kid? Why would we get him in earlier just to, to have him sit on the bench? Dane Laurie's got to be the fullback 
Uh, not for the Tigers, not for Supercoach, just in general. Like he's he's obviously a talent. We can all see that. So uh, maybe that puts an asterisk next to Simkins and Little. Maybe Mbai plays nine. So a little bit of a headache for Supercoaches in that sense. So we've just got to wait until Teamless Tuesday. But that was basically it. The Simkins boys combined, Tuki and Jake, uh, for a nice try. And Josh Schuster at the end put the icing on the cake for Manly. But it was a kind of comprehensive score, 52 to, to 18. Uh, the Tigers looked really good. Manly, obviously, were weak. So, not too sure how much we can take out of that game, but the performances from the Tigers guys I mentioned and Josh Schuster were something to behold. And that's going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, eight games of footy in two days, all reviewed for you. Hopefully, you've got a little bit out of uh, these two trials. Hopefully, it answers a couple of super coach questions. I know for myself, I posted something on Facebook and Instagram today. It's a bit of a joke saying how my team has been pulled apart. I'm sure your guys has too. I know I've been getting a lot of messages from all of you with your teams asking how to fix them. So what I will touch on is a couple of the basic rules. Now, for you experienced Supercoach players out there, I'm sorry, you guys, we don't need to hear this, but a lot of players that are sending me their teams think that that is their team set in stone and there's much more to Supercoach than picking your team at the beginning of the year and, and letting it sit. So that's something I'll look to cover on uh, probably in the next day or so. But for now, that's it, guys. How good is it the footy is back? I can't wait for March 11th. Uh, keep your friends close and keep your pods closer. That'll knock a jacket potato out of you, that. And the cheese and the coleslaw.